Welcome to another installment of Living Legends, where I have the honor and privilege of sitting with Dwayne Sweet. Now, many of you have probably seen him quite a few times on the organ, on the piano, but what you may not know is that he's been in the music industry for over 50 years. So <clears throat> let's jump in. I'm excited. I know that you, you might get a little nervous here, but I, I don't think you recognize just how amazing your story is. And I think that's often the, the case, like when we're living, like mm-hmm. this is just our life. This is just what we do. But the truth is, man, like you've done some amazing stuff. And I want to get a chance to, to share that and the way that God has been able to work in your life. So how long have you been playing music? Well, I started taking lessons at age eight. Okay. But the story behind that is my grandmother and mother made me go to church every Sunday for the first 18 years of my life. So they forced me to join the children's choir, <laughs> right? And so one Sunday, uh, the pianist was playing and my grandmother said, D. Wayne, you like that? I said, yeah. And I kind of wanted to play piano. So mm-hmm. I, I started taking lessons. And um, later on, in the ninth grade, a band came to my school, hmm. and they had all the girls, <laughs> right? They had all the girls, Pastor. And so I started a band. <laughs> so that's what I need to do? Yeah. Uh-huh. Done. I started a band. And so uh, just before my high school graduation, mm-hmm. my uh, grandmother pulled me aside and said, now, D-Wayne, now you can make decisions for yourself mm-hmm. in life if mm-hmm. you want to still go to church. You keep your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Pastor, she couldn't hardly get it out of her mouth uh, one time. I would go, okay, I already thought, I'm out of here. <laughs> right? Because I had my own plan. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, I was yeah. old enough now. Okay. You need okay. 18. Yep. I'm ready to step out. So I did an audition and got a, a job with a group called the Friends of Distinction. The Friends of Distinction. Friends of Distinction. They had a record called Grazing in the Grass is a Gas. You know, for for those, it were big. Jim Brown was the manager. The really? Football player. Yeah. He was the manager. So I took off. Boom. Okay. So I'm still making my own way through life. Mm-hmm. I don't need nobody's help. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a piece of cake. I got this. Yes. 18. Mm-hmm. Two years later, I was broke as a joke. Again. <laughs> Back home broke. Okay. So my grandma, you know my grandma, you, you ain't going to live here. You, you better get a job. So I found a job at Bank of America. Okay. And, and I, would, I would moonlight as a security guard at concerts on the weekends. Really? Yes. And so, uh, yeah, strange story. I would story. Have never thought that. Yes. So, but I would take all my money. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would give her a little bit, make sure she kept a roof over my head. And I would go to recording studios and okay. record and okay. write. Okay. So I met a guy who said he was the manager of the Four Tops, hmm. right? I, I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. He says, man, th- this is some different stuff because what, what I was doing, although I lived in Hunters Point, San Francisco, mm-hmm. rather than do, doing R&B, I was forming a rock band hmm. to not have to, con- the, the, the getting was better. You know, the competition Wait, was less. Tell me, tell me. So Hunters Point kid yeah. is writing rock music. I, from them concerts I was going to, right? I was, okay. you know, Def Leppard and all that stuff. So I go home and start going. I mean, in one fact, one, one day my grandmother came home and said, D-Wayne, what are you doing? 
you can't make any money doing that, <laughs> right? So I said, okay, okay. But anyway, a year later, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I got a call while I was at my desk at Bank of America mm-hmm. uh, from a secretary. She verified who I was. She says, uh, Barry Gordy would like to speak to you on the phone. Really? I thought it was a joke. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's a joke. I think it's a joke now. Right, right. <laughs> it's a whole year later. Right. So a guy gets on the phone, and he, he's trying to prove to me that he's really Barry Gordy. So he says, well, call Continental Airlines, you know, back then, Continental mm-hmm. and and you'll find that you have a ticket. Get on that plane and come down and see us, right? I went like, okay, I verified it, yeah. So I flew down there. The limo was there waiting for me, and, you know, so... I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> well, well, long story short, okay. long story short, I uh, ended up getting a record deal with the group that I had formed, the mm-hmm. rock group that I had formed. Mm-hmm. And it, the group was so different, uh, we were called Tiggy Clay. Tiggy Clay. Tiggy Clay. It was a three-piece rock band, but we had other musicians, but mm-hmm. it was focused on, on just three members. Mm-hmm. And um, so he told me from the beginning, he said, look, we're going to take a chance on you because the color of your skin and what we do, Motown Records, they really don't go together, <laughs> right? Right. And so you're, you're playing rock. So they signed us. And do you know, Pastor, he had so much faith and confidence. Barry had so much faith and confidence that, you know, during the time when, when MTV didn't have any black groups mm-hmm, on it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Music, television. Uh, we were the first group as a test project on MTV. later Michael Jackson and everybody was on there. Really? But Dwayne Sweet and his and little rock Clay. band, yeah. You can, go on, <laughs> hey, you can go on YouTube and look it up. I, you know yeah. we will. Uh-huh. You know we will. And you'll see, it'll, I look quite younger. <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit younger. And so, uh, so, so he came back to me again after about a year and says, I, I can't sell this. I just can't sell it. Mm-hmm. But would you mind staying on as a writer and producer? Okay. So I stayed down in L.A., you know, and uh, so first you're 18. So, so about how old are you now? How, how, how much longer is it? So, 20, this 21? Is, this is 1983 when I met Motown. Okay, uh huh. Okay, so uh, so that's about five years later. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it, it wasn't long, uh, but it, it just goes to show you how God has a, a divine mosaic for your life. Yeah, He has yeah. a way of intertwining. What you thought was a coincidence yeah, or, yeah. or a happenstance yeah. ends up being something that was orchestrated perfectly. Wow. Yes. So I'm still on my own life goals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? I'm mm-hmm. still not praying. I'm still not, you know, <laughs> church. Hey, man, yeah. hadn't been to church, you know. Since you left. Since I left, right. <laughs> and uh, so next thing I know, uh, I'm at Motown and I'm meeting all these people. I'm talking mm-hmm. about I spent a Thanksgiving in the studio with Lionel Richie, just watching how they do it. One of my jobs at Motown as a producer mm-hmm. was spend most of the day watching other people, <laughs> how they do it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So I'm in, I'm in the studio, Stevie Wonder. Wow. Yeah, I'm talking about, <clears throat> I'm there. <clears throat> and, and 
my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, she was there with me, right? <laughs> but you know, back then, Pastor, Lord forgive me. <laughs> but I had a bunch of girlfriends. Uh, but don't worry, we'll edit that part we'll out. Edit that part out. Mrs. Sweet, you've always been his main one. But but as I continue <laughs> with this story, yeah, 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 she never left me, mm, right? Yeah. I'm talking about. I'm telling you about the highs now. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get into the lows, <laughs> right? We're gonna get there. We're yes. gonna get there. And and so those lows uh, let you know who's really in your Which corner, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, anyway, so there I am at Motown. Barry decides to sell the company, sell his shares to the company, mm-hmm. and told and told everybody, the whole everybody, that uh, look for a new job, <laughs> right? <laughs> so. So I'm thinking, man, man, I thought I had made it. Right? <laughs> it felt like I made yes. it. Yes. So here I am, hitting the streets again. Mm. Luckily, I got a call from a guitar player from The Whispers in 1986. Really? 1986, okay. Uh-huh. So he tells me, hey, man, well, uh, we need a keyboard player, but you got to audition first. Mm-hmm. So I went and auditioned, mm-hmm. and I, I got the gig mm-hmm. in 86. I kind of, kind of landed on my feet, but it was not what I was accustomed to, yeah, yeah. you know, how I like to move and groove, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all that traveling and stuff, because yeah. I, I had my own Beverly Hills apartment. Mm. Yeah, I was, oh, I was working and just doing things. Well, at any rate, I did the whispers until 88. Met Bobby Brown. Hmm. Yes, met Bobby Brown and finagled my way in on the album some kind of way. <laughs> and... uh so next thing I know, I'm on tour with Bobby Brown. Really? Okay, and that's the story, but we don't have time for that one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're going to do that in the after set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's coming. Yeah, anybody, Part two. Yeah, anybody want to know, call me later. Uh, <laughs> so uh, here I am on tour with Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm supposed to be at the apex, mm-hmm. when, you know, I'm working my own life, my own magic. Yeah, yeah. I started to spiral, started uh, getting high every day. I'm talking really? about every day. <laughs> and, and there's no connection with Bobby Brown in any of this, right? I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm sorry. De- okay. Delete that part. I, I refuse to say that. <laughs> what, uh, we were in London, mm-hmm. and I made the decision uh, to leave the group because I was not functioning. Yeah, yeah. Everything was a blur. Yeah. So I left the group. But the, the habit of wanting to get high mm. was ever present in wow. my life. If, it's the strangest thing. I can laugh about it now, but I, I went through all the money and I found myself, I was riding to the, to the, the crack house uh, on a bicycle that had a blown out front tire. <laughs> but, but I'm telling you this, when I got there, something was different in my spirit, <laughs> right? I, I went on ahead and did it, but something was yeah. starting to eat at me. Yeah, yeah. I, I even, now this is, this is sad, and we can laugh about that. I even had the job of washing people's windshields when they drove into the gas station, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't no good at it. I fired myself in two days. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even, I, you know, I couldn't even do it. So, okay, so what got me to San Jose was I had to change my whole environment. That's what got me down here. And it was on the premise that, you know, I was still getting some royalty checks, so I Mm -hmm. said, well, I'm going to start saving it now. Yeah, yeah. So I get down here, and I discover how to uh, uh, program those big cellular telephones. Mm -hmm. I I was the guy you went to 
when you wanted to get your phone turned on, <laughs> for free, you just pay me, right? I wasn't even good at that because I got caught. But, but <laughs> that, that was what I did, right? <laughs> And, you know, and I was making a pretty good living doing it, but then I got caught. So, so illegal living. I- illegal living, yeah. <laughs> and this is my plan for my life. I'm working my own plan out. Right, right. You know, We're going to fix this. Yes. No, stay back yes. there. Yeah, and yeah. I know my grandmother was going like, oh, Lord, my, my grandson, he's just yeah. Yeah. spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. Where at any rate, I was going to court for like... Uh, two years in and out, in and mm-hmm. out, because they had never seen a case like mine. Nobody was programming cellular, cellular telephone, mm-hmm. right? They didn't know what to do with me, <laughs> like, right? I mean, I guess it's illegal, but like, what are the, what's the laws on the books yeah. for this? So, so check it out. <laughs> so, in my neighborhood where I was living, mm-hmm. every now and then an ice cream truck would come by, right? You hear the ding, 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 ding. So, I made the mistake of going out and buying an ice cream cone one day, and I met this guy who was a member of Emmanuel, right? He drove his ice cream truck, and he kept telling me, hey, man, you know, I, I go to this church. It's not too far from here, and uh, you should come check it out. Because he saw that I was in like, this weird space, right? <laughs> He's like, this boy needs Jesus. Uh, uh, so I started avoiding him. He would come by and say, man, I don't, come on, man. Until I couldn't take it no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes you can ask, a question one time and it can go over your head, mm-hmm. but then you can hit a you can hit the bullseye. Yeah. One day he hit the bullseye, and that next Sunday I walked into church, walked into this church, sat in the fifth row, and uh, the choir was singing. Mm-hmm. Right, and I was going like, wow! It reminded me of how I was brought up. Yeah, I, I got that. Wow. Yeah, I've been here in a long time. So now, how long has it been? So last time you was in church, seventy-eight. What year is this now? This is 93 that I, wow. this is not, yeah, that, that's how long. 15 years. I, I floated on my, you know, doing my yeah, own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't come to church to join church. Absolutely. Right? Most people don't. I, I, yeah, I just came to, to check things out, you know, <laughs> say I went to church. Right, get him off my back. I went, leave yeah. me alone. I, I want to tell all my mother and sisters and my, and, and my wife <laughs> that I went to church. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody's really believing it because I was so out there. And, uh. In, in fact, there's a picture of me out there, and, mm-hmm. and, and I'll share it with you. Okay. But it's the funniest picture. <laughs> well, at any rate, Pastor Gaines was preaching. Okay. He was preaching. It was Ezekiel 37.4, got them dry bones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, can they live again? Oh, whew. Mm. Well, at any rate, when the invitation came up, I didn't move. I was kind of paralyzed. Yeah. Am I really to, ready to make this decision? Yeah. Right? So the invitation was over. You know how you tell, you yeah, don't move. Right, right. You know, I was the last holdout. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I came up to, uh, to, you know, to be accepted, mm-hmm. and I got baptized in like two weeks. Wow. Nobody in my family believed it. Right? <laughs> Nobody believed it. Well, yeah. well, one thing led to another, but I was still going to court. Yeah. I was still going to court. In fact, funny story, I was coming to church, and I joined the mill chorus, and then I kind of slid over on the piano one time, and they'd let me play every now and then. Okay. Well, uh, uh, Deacon Ben can tell you, the Secret Service would come to Emmanuel to make sure I hadn't fled. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure I hadn't fled anywhere. And uh, 
So, but when it was time... I promise, I really was at church. It was me. Yeah. Well, when the courts finally decided what they were going to do with me, mm-hmm. at least 50 manual members came to the court wow. to support me. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here I am, about to turn myself in. I'm going to do my incarceration. Okay, got it, you know. But I'm doing it now, not on my own recognizance. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it now. Because I got Jesus on my side. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get, I get there and find out that they had a little piano in some room somewhere. In jail. In jail. <laughs> and it was a mess. <laughs> but I, the, one of the guys, his name was Walter Tucker, he wrote mm. a book about the experience. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll, I'll get a copy of the book and maybe we can put it up. Uh, we started a choir first. Just walking around to the different bunks, asking people who can <laughs> say, yeah, in jail. <laughs> and so we, we got about 10 people. Okay. But see, but the reason why it, that was easy is because if you told the warden you, you were going to join the choir, he gave you extra free time. Because you, you need time to rehearse. Yeah, yeah. And all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So, so that, guys like, yeah, we out of here. Yeah. So, so <laughs> and it was funny. The funniest thing about it is that uh, I had a protection. I had a covering mm-hmm. because right when I was in prison, mm-hmm. I got the best jobs. They gave me the job of landscaping the warden's house and the assistant warden's house. So I was getting letters from Emmanuel, and they were saying, uh, uh, Brother Sweet, we're praying for you at a time like this. I know this is hard. And blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was laying up in a hammock. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Sure, yeah, you know. Wait, right. like, this sounds like Joseph's story. Like, you're in prison, <laughs> yes. but you're up there like, I'm leading the prison. I, I'm was, the- I was chilling. <laughs> So, okay, so the, the apex of the, whole, of the story is oh, uh, on Easter, Okay, the warden, uh, he just took a liking to me, right? Okay. The, on Easter, he let me pull a, a, a bathtub from somewhere that the warden found, a bathtub. We filled it with water and started baptizing people in the main yard. Really? In front of everybody. I, we, we pushed a little piano out there. The Walter Tucker, he, had, he was a preacher. Mm-hmm. He was also the mayor of Compton, but he had problems, so he ended up where the same place I ended up. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> he uh, he would preach, I would play. Then we started baptizing people. We had our own little deacon board. We, we, we had, <laughs> yeah, sure did. Okay, so so then I get out. This is my exit day. So it, it, the story that story says that. Uh, you know, you can walk through life with an umbrella, mm-hmm. and if Jesus is your umbrella, a lot of the storms, you, he, you miss it because he's protecting it's, it you. It don't feel the same. Yes. It, yeah, it feels totally different. It feels totally different. So um, there I am, had previously been at Motown, Bobby Brown, seeking, seeking this and stardom. I was looking mm-hmm. for it, looking for it. And come to find out that my most satisfaction that I had to date in my life was sitting in the penitentiary playing piano, mm. changing lives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Emmanuel gave me that energy Push. to do that. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so I get out. I'm, I'm working like the dick. The how long were you in? Only 11 months. 11 months. I was supposed yeah. to be in four years. <laughs> Something happened with everybody showing up, and the judge said, you have anything to say? And I said it, and I, you know, I started crying. Right? <laughs> I promise hey, I won't do it hey, no more. Hey, if you ain't never cried, when it comes to sentences, you better cry then. Yeah, start crying. Well, anyway, uh, so I get out, yeah. 
And, and I'm so thankful to the church that God purposed it in my heart mm -hmm. to never let the church have it to be in need of anything if I could help it. Yeah. And so if you see any uh, due diligence on my part, it's because he saved me at a time that if he hadn't, yeah. uh, I would have broken into pieces. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so there I am. To, I'm at Emmanuel. I'm not with the whispers. Okay. I'm, I don't want to go on tour no more. Okay. I, I, no, I'm scared of that. <laughs> so in 2000, I got a call from the whispers and said, hey, man, you know, I, we hear that you're doing pretty good now, you know, mm -hmm. with, with, in your spirit, right? And, uh, and the group had really changed. They, everybody was going to church. And I'm <laughs> going like, whoa, okay. So I said, uh, I'll give it a go. So I gave it a go, but I was purposely taking anything that I can find techni technologically that we were doing mm -hmm. on the large stage mm -hmm. and trying to bring it back to the church. Okay. Right? Okay. That was my effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I did. And then lo and behold, uh, in 2000, late, late 2005, I got a call from Patti LaBelle, her music director, mm -hmm. and said, hey, man, we need a keyboard player just for a couple of months. So wow. I said, well, man, I, could do, I can do a couple of months. Yeah, no, no problem. So I was doing the church. You know, we had all mm -hmm. the choirs. I was traveling with the whispers and then doing Patti LaBelle, right? Wow. But I didn't feel tired. Man, I felt like, whoa, because once I knew that, this was a real mm -hmm. success. Yeah, yeah. This was a real success. This is a total transformation. Yes. You know, I, I was no longer w going on how I felt yeah. about my life. And I kept thinking about my grandmother. And I know she was thinking in her mind, boy, he going to learn. <laughs> he going to learn. But yeah. Please, God. Yeah, Let so, him learn. Yeah. So I got it. So I ended up staying with her for four years. Pat LeBaron. Yeah, what was supposed okay. to be six months. You know, we did uh, uh, Good Morning America. Wow. Right. And the, the keyboard player got sick. So I practiced all night, all night in New York. So I can play four songs behind her on uh, Good Morning America on a grand piano. Yes. And, and, and it was flawless. Everything was beautiful. <laughs> Everything was really cool. So the story in the, the Paler Bell, I'll end this story, is that we were at the Superdome, right? New Orleans. Uh, in New Orleans. Okay. We had just walking out to the stage. Mm -hmm. You kind of like, you know, and, and mm -hmm. the police are kind of escorting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I started remembering what it was myself riding that bike to the crack house with the front tire messed up. Yeah, yeah. I started remembering wiping the windshields in the gas station. Yeah, yeah. I started remembering that, and I broke out into a shower. <laughs> it got infectious. The band caught the shout. We couldn't, we couldn't even go on stage at the time we were supposed to. We had to let the shout subside. Then, Patty, everybody. They didn't know what I was shouting about. <laughs> But everybody got to shout. Right, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And, and if you shout, you'll think about your, your yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, excuse me, Pastor. And you have to, no apologies yeah. necessary. Uh, I, I started remembering, and the Lord was so 
meticulous. I was saying about the mosaic. Mm -hmm. He was so so meticulous mm. on how he set up everything, every every pitfall. Yeah. Hey, I heard recently, just last week, a young man, wise beyond his years, he told me that he the devil tries to bury you, but he didn't know you were a seed. Mm. He didn't. He had no idea you were yeah, a seed. Yeah, yeah. Sprouting up. Yep. More fruit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, boy. So I say all that to say this, but currently, what am I doing? Currently, I, I've been blessed with an opportunity to work with Tyler Perry. Uh-huh. I did one episode in the second season for one of his TV shows. Yeah, yeah. And two and a half episodes in the third season. I haven't really got the job yet. Yeah, like, yeah. You one there? of us, yeah. Yeah. But they, they keep asking me, come up. let me see you do this. Can you yeah. do this? Can you yeah. do that? And uh, I'm still I'm still turning with the whispers. I can still do the splits. Yeah. I can, and get up. Don't worry. Before this is over, you got you have to prove it. <laughs> no, but I know I, I, I'll send Joe a clip. Okay. Get, yeah. No, we, we we need a good timestamp too. Don't send us nothing from like 2000. Like this is me right here. No, 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 no. It's recent. Okay. It's recent. And uh, and so I'm, I'm currently in a live stage performing mm -hmm. atmosphere. We're older, mm -hmm. but it's still video walls yeah. and, and that whole thing. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm still constantly trying to bring that back to the church. Hmm. I haven't stopped doing that. Absolutely. So, so what I could say uh, in, in, in my closing is, you know, of course, I've met a lot of successful people. Yeah. I've met a lot of uh, great orators. Mm -hmm. I've met people who um, were rich mm -hmm. beyond compare. Mm -hmm. I, but it wasn't until I met Jesus in in October, no, November 1993, hmm. that none of that made no sense until then. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, my testimony. That's me. <clears throat> Listen, I have all these questions, <laughs> and I don't have to answer, ask none of them. Like, you literally walk through, walk through them all. So, and, and maybe this is, this is a, a, a great way to kind of culminate it all. So if anybody is watching this episode, Right, they're listening to your story, the movement from mm -hmm. where you started, the walk away from church, the get all involved, hit rock bottom, come back. What is it that you would want them to be able to say they remember most about this story for, from Dwayne Sweet? Well, you know the song, the, the potter wants to put you back together again? Mm -hmm. That if you allow God to mold you, mold mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. and shape you, on your own accord, you may knock the pot over and, and mm -hmm. fall into pieces again, mm -hmm. but he puts you back together, together again. again. Don't give up. Hmm. Just don't give up. Don't give up. That's it. Wow. Okay, so um, that's why I want to make sure that you are on this Living Legends uh, series. I know that you know it in your heart yes. that God has done some amazing things. I know that you know that God led you to these places so that you can be a witness, but also that it'll be a witness to you. Amen. Um, but even more so, I hope that you know um, that this is for somebody else that's listening. There might be somebody else on a bike riding someplace they wish they weren't going. Somebody else who felt like they made it to the top of success and now they feel like they're at the bottom and they don't know what to do again. Somebody who may be incarcerated, may be going through court, right, and thinking that, man, this must mean that it's over, 
right, or somebody else that is frustrated, like, man, I don't know why I feel like keep going to church, church get on my nerves, I was, I was a drug baby, right, yeah. they drug me to church <laughs> yes. all the time, right, <laughs> whatever that thing is, um, but look at where you are now. Yes, praise God. You don't look like what you've been through. Amen. You know, you still got a joy about the stuff that you're doing, you know. Um, yes, yes. And this is a story that I pray many, many, many people will get a chance to hear. I pray too. And, you know, I want to thank you for having me on the Living Legends uh, series. Now, I'm living, but I never thought of myself as a legend, <laughs> right? So yep. thank you. Thank yep. you. If I can help anybody, if, if this helps anybody, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, thank you. Man, I feel like that's a hug for you, man. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me just say thank you uh, for tuning in to this installment of Living Legends. I pray that you have been encouraged. I pray that you remember that the potter just wants to put you back together again, no matter what you've been through, no matter where you may currently be. God is not through with you yet. <laughs> Amen. God bless you.